0: i
1: what's going on everyone welcome to episode nine of season four i'm your host kurt field
0: and it's your boy lmfao because party rock is in the house tonight amen to that brother man (laughs) yeah i bet you haven't heard that in a while kurt have you
1: it's it's sure as shit minute a minute let me tell you
0: <laughs> kurt i someone brought that up today like just out of happenstance happenstance i didn't you say that word uh just like randomly in a conversation i was like damn i haven't heard that song in a while i looked up kurt that came out in 2011. oh boy High that was school, 11 kurt. years ago kurt i i'm old, You're we, old. No, are old no no we well no, we actually i'm younger than you people forget so well, c- certain someone believes that <laughs> we shall not correct them so <laughs> good lord
1: have mercy yeah good we uh that was an absolute jam back in the dizzy oh yeah
0: that was a wait 2011 that was right before or no that was three years three years after bar mitzvah season for your boy so if let me tell you if that had come out during bar mitzvah season I'd, i don't think i'd still be on the dance floor to this day
1: I'll tell you, that song reminds me of sophomore year of high school, which makes sense because that was that was that year. But I was like a little shy freshman. I was like a, I didn't really talk to anybody. And I wouldn't call myself a fuck boy starting sophomore year, but like I was getting more confident. I remember like, I just thought I was cool as shit in the car. I was going to affirm like I, the whole
0: thing. So <laughs> that's 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 how I feel about that stuff. Kurt, so Kurtz? party rock anthem reminds kurt of the good old days that's what it comes down to right nothing wrong with the good old days my friend that's true uh there.
1: music back in the day and like i've developed a love for like country music now i didn't mm. like country music back then same um I, don't, I just feel like it hit it hit better
0: back in the day there were some absolute jams it hit so different back in the day you remember kiss kiss by chris brown
1: Dude, I, don't get me started. Also, kiss me through the phone, soldier oh boy.
0: Oh my God. Six, seven, I mean, six, eight, seven, triple nine, a- eight, two, one, two. A, B, you know that. I <laughs> that was a jam. Oh my God.
1: Congrats oh. on, As long as we're stuck in my head, I sleep. Now. <laughs> <laughs> Shout a- out. Kiss me through the phone. Also, any T Pain song? Come on. We know oh, how well. much I sleep. I mean, Kurt, that's past and present so oh yeah but he's
0: still the fucking goat yeah but yeah t-pain back in the day when he first was releasing stuff was great buy you a drink i mean that's a classic i'm like, buy you a drink through yeah. the podcast what's this thing yeah i mean kurt we've talked about doing stuff other. what if we just kurt we didn't talk about it but like what if we just one day all of a sudden don't talk about nfl like we could just not say anything and just be like yep episode uh, nine is out and uh we discuss songs
1: <laughs> nappy boy radio
0: oh my god you and i are nappy boy radio that's great
1: oh god oh, oh. it's uh G- gt's gt's
0: gt's hags and gt's
1: uh, oh if you didn't <laughs> hag back on, you, were a loser. you weren't living bruno you want to talk about some losers oh what a segue kurt i'm ready let's do it baby bruno we got to kick things off once again with thursday night football we Lamar Jackson, quarterback of the Jackson 5. Ooh. Well, I think I'm Lamar Jackson 5 on, on my pick. But you, you
0: get the point. Also, you get too far into this, Bruno. Good luck this week, pal. We're playing oh, yeah. each other. In- and, yes, I did confirm you are Lamar Jackson 5. I'm looking at it right now. Kurt G.L., if you will. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Good luck, good luck. Um, Bruno, anyway, Lamar, my
1: quarterback, my quarterback. Uh, and the Baltimore Ravens got the best of the Bucks in Tampa. 27 22 on Thursday night. Rough. R U F F Rough. Yeah. Okay, don't get it, don't get it twisted. Ruff. Uh a couple 24 hours for Tommy B and the boys. Yeah. Bucks went to three and five on the season after their loss. And then on a Friday morning, his wife left him. So literally <laughs> Jeez. divorce finalized. Rough R-U-G-H rough is, is. is what i mean. <laughs> Look. Uh, you know, Lamar did throw for 238 and yeah. he threw two second half touchdowns. They Baltimore was behind in this game. They came back and won it. Yeah. Uh first time all season Baltimore has had consecutive victories, which is insane. Um because they, they've been in it. Uh they've yeah. been in every game. I would say early in the year had a lot of a lot of games they kind of blew. Um but that, they seem to have flipped flipped the page. Uh, Tom, Tommy B and the Bucks on the other hand, Bruno? No. Mm-mm. Tom is riding a three-game skid for the first time since 2002. 2002. Bruno, I don't... Not math, guys. That's 20 years ago. That is two decades. So that was his first... It was the first time he was a full-blown starter for the Pats, so... Uh not great. It's been a minute for him, and mm-hmm. the Buc- team's going in different directions. Yep. Bruno, I believe the Baltimore Ravens team is legit, and they'll be there when all is said and done at the end of the year. Baltimore is going to be in the in
0: the mix of things. Yep. Can that be said about the Bucks? Nope. I don't know, Jim. I don't know, Jim. Kurt, I do know because they stink out loud. And let me tell you, Kurt, I was wrong with the Panthers finishing in first place in the division. I mean, second place in the division, because they're going to finish in first place. Bruno, are you just – are we gonna dun chain them? Don't don't <laughs> dun don't chain um. Kurt, I will say, as a podcast, as a as a collective here, we probably have the maybe one of the worst records of dun chains, maybe of all time. So why not make it worse, Kurt? Dun-chain the Bucks. Officially you heard it here first. Done. I did go back and listen. I dun chained the Cincinnati Bengals in week six
1: last <laughs> oh, year. And they made it
0: <laughs> Wait, so maybe maybe the Bucks want you to do that well maybe they do maybe they do but i'm sure they also want to win uh and they didn't do that kurt so we'll see what happens to the bucks the rest of the way uh kurt let me just switch gears and say pip pip Pippiest, the pipsiest pippy dr pipsy mcpips and pepperoni peppers because kurt, <laughs> because kurt in cheerio pip pip cheerio london the hometown heroes, the Jacksonville Jaguars, who basically are a home team at London at this point with how many teams, they are how many games they've played in London, their bridge is falling down, Kurt, because London huh. has fallen, and Gerard Butler is not there to save them. Oh, what a great, awesome movie. Great movie. We talked about this last week, but well, I'll talk about it every week. I don't care. It's a great movie.
1: Not, You know, it's not good. London Bridge is by Fergie.
0: London, London, London. <laughs> that song is so annoying, and now that's going to be stuck in my head, <laughs> Wait, Kurt, Welcome. Combining, Welcome I'm combining our first opening of this podcast with Current, we just have to incorporate a song into every recap somehow. Don't think about it too hard, just let it happen. Let it happen. No more, we won't force We won't force it, no, we we won't force it but it's going to happen. But anyways, Kurt, speaking of forced, Russell Wilson, his teammates were sleeping on the plane ride over to London, and what did good old Russell Wilson do? He did fucking high knees on the plane for four hours as his team was trying to sleep. He legitimately sounds like maybe one of the worst humans to ever live. He must just be so fucking annoying. I like, I can't even understand it. Every story that comes out, I'm like, dude, what are you doing? But Kurt, I will say, I guess four hours of high knees on a plane, international plane ride helped because he came back. So the Jaguars, sorry, the Broncos were up 14 to 10. Then the Jaguars scored with like uh seven minutes left or something they went up 17 10 i was like oh shit are the hometown heroes doing it and then russell wilson late fourth quarter leads a touchdown drive broncos win 21 17 so kurt i guess it worked kurt i also am just gonna have to throw this out there nathaniel Hackett is undefeated as a head coach how do you how do you there's an asterisk there and the asterisk is in london only okay okay (laughs) he's, He's, he's undefeated as a head coach asterisk in london so kurt uh, Broncos win. Meanwhile, their reward for winning, uh, they traded Bradley the Chubb. So, go Broncos. Fucking Lou
1: Hoosers.
0: <laughs> the Mausers.
1: Bruno, I wouldn't have thought this next game would be in contention for game of the week. Yep. But it was. It, it was. sure as shit sure was. Falcons outlast the Panthers 37-34 in overtime. Bruno, we're going to pick this one up in the fourth quarter. The what, what Panthers I'm were not- down... Uh, like baby, are you down, 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 down?
0: down. down, down. That's great.
1: Uh, they're d- down by six. PJ Walker, okay, the the fucking goat of the XFL. All right, <laughs> as a literal throw of the year candidate in the NFL. Tits DJ Moore with like thirteen seconds to go, sixty-two yard hail mary. He put that thing on a rope, bro. Rope. Um, Panthers were an extra point away from winning the game. Or essentially winning the game. Yep. But uh, your boy, DJ Moore, to <sighs> take his helmet off during the little celly in the end zone. Now, you do that in the NFL, that's a penalty. Yep. It's a pretty really big penalty. It's a fifteen yard penalty. Jeez. So it was a seven. So the thirty three yarder becomes a forty eight yarder. I mean, you know, for kickers these days, I probably like seventy percent of those kicks go in. Yeah. This one did not. No. And we went to overtime. Yeah. Where once again, Bruno, we, to OT we go. And uh, following OT a and following a 54-yard interception return, the Panthers had a game-winning 37-yard field goal opportunity. My boy, <laughs> Eddie Pinero <laughs> cundiffed it. Oh, no. Oh, no. It's yeah, it's an adjective. It's yes. an adjective. Kunda oh, missed the field goal. Falcons get the ball back. drive oh, down shit. the field goal range. It was inevitable. It was inevitable at that point. Young. Okay. Is it Young Ho or Young Way Koo? Well, the second one is correct, but the first one's way better. Okay. Well, Young Ho. Okay. Keep the game-winning field goal. Falcons
0: kicked him right into first place, baby. Thank you for me in the pick six. Hell yeah, Kurt. Hell yeah, Kurt uh before we get on to the next game let me just tell you that i have young ho ku on one of my other fantasy teams not gamble and my team name is young ku panda
1: oh fuck. that's that's nice i'd be proud of that one
0: um yeah kurt i'm not gonna lie to you do you ever so are you ever do you ever watch the uh do you ever watch the games like on tv or whatever wherever you're watching from and then the game ends and then you go to bonus coverage and all of a sudden you're like huh that happened to me with the panthers game so i got the bonus coverage like it started while I, I forget whatever game was on right before it. And I so I watched the Hail Mary and I was like, holy fuck, he caught that. And then like as soon as the penalty and they moved the field out, or the extra point back, I was like, there's just no way this is going to work out. So spoiler alert, it did not work out. Um, and yeah, that sucks for uh, the goal. My, my second place team. But you know what, Kurt? On we go. Before, before, you know, I don't like that penalty. Yeah.
1: I don't, I don't know if it should be a fine or something, but I don't, I get that they want them to keep their helmets on for, like, a safety thing,
0: but, like, right. it just feels, it feels unnecessary. I don't know. Yeah. And, again, it's, like, you, with extra points now, you know, moving back hilariously far with that update for however many years ago, guys, it was impactful. But uh, you could also say the kicker should have won it. They had more chances to win. So no tears will be shed for my dear old Panthers, Kurt. No tears will be shed. Um, Kurt, in our next game, a game that you and I personally enjoyed the head out of this week, the New England Patriots. Stomped the Chicago Bears forty nine to twenty nine, Kurt. Oh, wait a minute. That's what should have happened last week. Tough. T what did yeah. you say? R R U G H, Kurt. Rough. Rug. Rug. Uh Kurt, that actually was not the Patriots, sadly, but in fact it was the Cowboys who this week beat the Bears forty nine to twenty nine. And boy, oh boy, let me tell you, Kurt, Dak is back. He came in, threw two touchdowns, and ran for another. Zeke was out this game, so Tony Pollard started. And this isn't, like, an original thought from this podcast, but, like, Tony Pollard's just better at Zeke, better than Zeke at this point, and he has been probably for a while now. He had 131 yards and three touchdowns. The Cowboys, Kurt, unfortunately did what most teams should probably do when they play the Bears, and they took a dump, literally, literally all over them. Um, what, do, what do the Dallas Cowboys and the New England Patriots have in common? Uh, They both beat the Bears.
1: Yeah, sure. Let's go with that. What, what? What? The other thing they have in common: is their quote-unquote backup running back. It's better than their starting running back. Ooh, I like what you did there, little
0: Mondre. Oh, big Mondre guy big here. Mondray. Uh, meanwhile, Kurt, the Bears let up 49 points. And what do they promptly do? They go trade their two best defensive players. So let's go, Chicago Bears, baby. Exactly. Kurt, Everything. that calls for another round of LaMausers. But <laughs> I will say they also traded for Chase Claypool. So I, I guess Justin Fields has to be happy about that. We've seen what a good like top-tier receiver can do for a quarterback. I don't know if I'm lumping Chase Claypool in for like what Stephon Dix for did for Josh Allen. So I'm not saying that. But again, it's good for the Bears. So they got that. Uh, Kurt, the Cowboys put up numbies, and all of their sudden, their all-I-want-for-C-word eve showdown at the Eagles is looming large Largo McFargo.
1: Bruno, here's what I'll say. I don't understand the Chase Claypool move. Now, I know you want to get your quarterback young talent to pair with him. And don't get me wrong, Chase Claypool's good. But he's kind of a contested catch guy. Um, they have one of those in Nikhil Harry. Oh God, Kurt! Oh
0: God,
1: <laughs> who caught a study this week? Actually, Eesh. so I—I I mean, don't get me wrong, Chase Claypool is better than Nikhil Harry, but like that—that—that <laughs> that, that type of receiver, I'm like, eh, yeah. don't really understand it. Yeah. But you know, I—you know—I do understand.
0: What do you understand, Kurt?
1: The Dolphins have a couple really fucking good wide receivers, but no, we're going to talk about oh, them right necessary. now. Okay? But before we talk about the the Dolphins, the team that they played, the Detroit Lions, they love blowing second-half leads more than a fat kid loved Halloween the other night. Oh, damn. Bruno, these motherfuckers, once again, up 27-17 at the half against a very good Dolphins team. The Lions come out and they've put a fucking egg on the board, both in the third and fourth quarter. They're shut out, while Tua and the Dolphins found the end zone twice, leading to Miami, uh, Miami 31-27 win at Ford Field. Hello, Lions. It would have really would have helped your boys if you could have pulled out a dub there. Yeah, uh, Bruno, that's five losses in a row for Dan Campbell. That's more losses in a row than the letters in grit,
0: okay? <laughs> Not fantastic. Manalytics, Kurt.
1: Manalytics right there, baby. <laughs> uh, so they've collapsed, uh, yeah. and the season started with higher expectations for them because, you know, hard knocks I think kind of set them on the trajectory. I thought they'd be good, you know, into week 4 or 5 with the, again when they when they played the Pats, it was like, oh, the number one offense in the league. They've really kind of hit rock bottom all of a sudden. Yeah. They're 1 and 6. They shouldn't be 1 and 6. They're better than that. And they and it's and again, they just blow huge leads. They can't they can't defend anybody. No. Not great. But on the other hand, the Dolphins are now 5 and 3. They've won two straight since Tua came back from his concussion. Third-year quarterback in this game, Bruno, 382 yards with three tutties in the W. Now, I mentioned those good receivers. You did. Tyree Kill, 12 receptions, 188 yards. Jalen the Penguin Waddle, eight catches, 106 yards, two touchdowns. So the dynamic duo of Hill and Waddle have combined for 1,688 yards. A record for two teammates through the first eight games of a season. Tyreek Hill leads the NFL in receiving yards. Jalen Waddle is third or fourth. And also in that mix is Stephon Diggs. What I don't love is that three of the best wide receivers in the NFL
0: reside in the AFC East. And the Patriots aren't sniffing anyone near him. Yeah, Kurt, that's true. Uh, Also impressive because Tua hasn't even been fully healthy and played in every game. So there's also that you have to take into account. So that's lovely. Uh, but, Kurt, can the any of those other AFC East teams say they, they've been parked and they got parked?
1: No. Well, the Dolphins used to get parked. True. But but now he just gives them hell. Ah,
0: damn. Okay, Kurt. Okay. I wish we could say we planned that, but we didn't. But, Kurt, listen. Uh, speaking of another uh, team that gives people hell, my poor friend Max Klein and his Arizona sports fandom. Because, my God, the Arizona <coughs> Cardinals. Yeesh. Uh, Kurt, yeah. remind me really quick. Did a certain someone on this podcast potentially think that the weekend the new Call of Duty came, came out, Kyler Murray would win the game of football instead of win his team death match on Cod? Yes. Right. Right. Well, tell Stats Guy to clean it up, Kurt, because that was a dumbass prediction. Uh, oh, Kurt. <laughs> what an idiot. Kirky Boy and the Cousins. They beat the Cardinals 34-26, which moves Kurt, the Minnesota Vikings to six and one kurt. six and one kurt the minnesota vikings i think we like coming into the season people thought the vikings would be good uh i think you know they haven't looked like spectacular they've been winning some close games but like last year i'm pretty sure there was i don't i should have looked this up before him but i'm pretty sure they were like you know oh in like eight in games decided by one score there's something really crazy last year where they kept losing close games this year they just keep winning close games so you have to say like at least they've turned that around um, but, yeah, I mean, this game, Kirk threw for two touchdowns, and he ran for one. Dalvin, C is for cookie. It's good enough for me. Had 111 and a score. And uh, <laughs> the Card- The Cardinals did put up some numbies, Kurt, but it wasn't enough. I will say Deontay Hopkins came back from suspension, and he's just balling the fuck out. He's trying to make up for lost time left and right. Uh, it just isn't enough, Kirk, because, you know, they just simply can't get out of their way with turnovers and penalties. G- G- I don't know, Jim, that sounds a little too much like a certain team from new England.
1: Ugh. <laughs> yeah. Ugh.
0: Um, and then on top of that, Kurt, the Vikings in the game, and then they go trade for TJ Hawkinson, which is crazy from the rival lions who have lost five in a row. The lions are like, yep, lost five in a row. Trade our best tight end, uh, you know, to the Vikings in divisions. So that was crazy. So like, again, they didn't need, more pass catchers, but they got another one. So, Kurt, I will say, at the end of the day, again, who, this game, who cares, the Vikings, we probably all would have picked the Vikings to win, except a certain someone on this podcast may mind you. Um, sure. I will say, at 6-1, and one, it is going to be interesting to see, like, how the Vikings kind of stack up against the rest of the NFC because, if we're going to be honest, the rest of the NFC, it's kind of, like, it's usually, like, a loaded NFC. This year, not so much. I mean, it's like the Eagles, maybe the Cowboys and Giants, and outside of that, it's like, oh, I don't know, Jim. So, uh wow. we'll Kurt... Will this be the year of Minnesota Miracle? The squeakle? Tune in the rest of the season to find out. And Bruno, their schedule coming
1: up does start it. It gets hard here for a minute, and then it it gets easy again. So, okay. well, the Commanders this week. Don't get me wrong, <laughs> not not great. Yeah, but then they go Bills, Cowboys, Patriots in Ooh. a row. So hopefully, the Bills and the Cowboys put a little bit of a hurt a beat down yeah. on those boys. Yeah, and then the next we eat some turkey. Well, that's prime time. Right. We talked about Kirk Cousins' prime time. So, yeah, eight twenty p.m. game. Kirk Cousins is fucked. He's cooked like a turkey. Bam, bam, razzle dazzle, baby. Give him the whole uh, razzle dazzle. What I do like is be, like this trade for T.J. Hawkinson in a wide open NFC. Why not go for it? Yeah, they didn't give up a, a you know a ton of draft capital to do it, so. Um, I I'm I'm all for it. I think they're I think they're real. A team who's not real. Oh boy. <laughs> Holy shit, the Las Vegas Raiders. Bruno, we, we both picked the Raiders to beat the Saints. <laughs> the joke is on us. Yeah. The joke is on Vegas. Uh... Eric Carr, the joke is on Josh McDaniels. The joke is on all of us. Oh boy. All of us knows. Because this team, this Vegas team, made the literal playoffs last year all they did all they did in the offseason was add the best coordinator in football True. as their head coach add chandler jones one of the best pass rushers in football and add Devonte adams <laughs> the best receiver in football a team that made the playoffs last year <laughs> playoffs and now they fucking suck <laughs> they do they really do make it somebody make it make sense Bruno, the Saints came marching in behind Alvin Kamara's three tutties. Vegas did this is the this is the most. I had to look this up two different times just to confirm that this was true. I so saw a, I saw a tweet and said, No way. Vegas did, did not cross the 50 yard line until six minutes and thirty seconds to go in the game.
0: In the game. I like, I honestly can't even process, like, that is true. They spent the whole first part of that game until six minutes left on their own side of the field?
1: Yep. Because uh, the Saints kept pinning them at like the three-yard line. (laughs) The bowling. I just, if I, I just imagine being a fan of the Raiders and having to like watch that. Like if that was a Patriots and they didn't cross midfield, I would, I simply wouldn't, I wouldn't be here today. I would have, no. I would have done something stupid. Yeah, it's a kid show.
0: But I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, so yeah, Kurt, for- you know what's it's crazy shows. though for the Raiders? It's crazy because you just named it in your recap. But like they have talent. Like objectively, they have talent. Kurt, what happens when talent doesn't put it together and execute? Kind of on the coaching. I'm not going to lie to you. And, you know, we already saw Josh McDaniels as a head coach. We all kind of bought into that narrative of, like, oh, back then on the Broncos, like, his first time coaching was an ideal situation, whatever. We all thought it would be different this time. But, Kurt, let me tell you, putting up zero points, that's, like, hard to do. And let me just let me just put
1: this one thing out there, too, because a lot do of it. people lament, like, oh, like, Josh was in line to be the next head coach of the Patriots, blah, 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 blah. True. I would welcome Josh back with open arms. I give him a big old smoochy smooch <laughs> right on the cheek. But only to be our coordinator. I don't want this man sniffing a head coaching job anywhere near New England. Cause Bruno
0: Proof's in the puddin, darling. It ain't pretty. Yeah, that, okay. That delivery, a plus. So Sats guy, make a note, uh twenty-five minutes into the podcast, clip that. Last part from Kurt. I want that like as my ringtone or alarm waking me up in the morning. That was gorgeous, Kurt. Go- gorgeous. Like you, like you actually sleep. Hilarious. You, no, you don't no, sleep. You you're nocturnal. Yeah, I just exist. Uh, and I never saw. Uh, Kurt, in a game that probably most people thought shouldn't even start, bang, bang, bird gang. The Eagles mollywop the Steelers 35 to 13. Kurt, this game wasn't even close when it was 0 0. I said it, Kurt. I'm not a math guy, mm. but it was not close to when it was zero zero. Kurt, if you're a Titans fan and you you sniffed, speaking of sniffing, if you sniffed any part of this game, any part of this game, you must have been absolutely sick to your stomach at the sight of AJ Brownker catching not one, not two, but three touchdowns on kind of like identical plays over and over again. To go with 156 yards receiving as Jalen Hurts and and him lit it up and the Eagles just did whatever they want and now they're 7-0. Kurt, again, I don't really care about the game if we're gonna be honest, but I just I'm gonna have to get this off my chest. And I haven't talked to you about this, so I don't know what you're gonna say. I obviously don't like the Eagles because they beat us in the Super Bowl. Gonna throw that out there. I don't really like Philly as a sports town. I don't like Philly fans, right? Uh shout out Sam Tarshall. But Kurt, if we just look at the guys on the Eagles, Jalen Hurts. He kind of just seems like that dude. He's kind of likable. AJ Brown is pretty cool. He seems like the man. Devonta Smith is like a silent assassin. Miles Sanders. We are. We all appreciate some We are here. Kurt, I'm just saying they're kind of like a fun team to root for. And I like kind of had that realization this week, and it doesn't make me feel good, right? Like I don't. I'm not enjoying complimenting a Philly team, but like if you just look at the players only, I'm like, this team's kind of fun to root for. So I, I'm all in a pretzel because I've kind of been like, you know talking about their schedule and who they've beaten and yes you don't control that and also the rest of their schedule is kind of terrible too like the best three games they have like best as in like the hardest opponents they play the rest of the season are two against the giants and the giants just got exposed this week and one against the cowboys so kurt i don't i don't know I, you know I, i'm not saying the eagles are going undefeated but also i am saying that so we can jinx them but kurt i, I kind of like the eagles and i don't know how i feel about it and i'm just i'm ending with eyes matches, kurt. i'm ending with eyes matches. i don't know how to end this well it's annoying because, like, I like the Phillies, and I hope they beat the Astros in the World Series. I can't possibly like their football team, too. I know. That's another thing. That's a great point because I'm also – the Phillies – okay, the Phillies, Kyle Schorber, he's former Red Sox, so that's, like, okay to root for. Bryce Harper, though, I, I'm rooting for Bryce Harper. Their team is fun, and that kind of sucks, too. I didn't even think about the fact that we're kind of talking about two Philly teams in a good light.
1: Let's make an amendment here, okay? Okay. We We can put our support behind the Phillies. Yep. We can kind of like the Eagles, okay, and with a burning, fiery passion. <laughs> Seventies, and the yes. Flyers. Yes, right.
0: yes, agreed. All, agreed. All the way in. All the way. In. All the way up. Oh god! Thank you. that, oh. that counts
1: Yep. Yeah. bro. King Henry. Yep. Derek Henrys a pretty Speaking fucking
0: good.
1: Titans. <clears throat> that was just second right there. Oh no, fuck! Sorry. <laughs> I'm not going back. All right. Derrick is a damn good back, though, yep. Bruno. Damn. He would be the best running back all time. All time. If he just played the Texans <laughs> every week. This is hilarious. This was Henry's fourth <laughs> great 200-yard game against the Texans, making him the first player in NFL history to have at least 150 yards and two touchdowns on the ground in four consecutive games against the same opponent. So, Bruno, last four games he's rushed for over 800 yards and eight touchdowns. Absurd, a best running back of all time. Yeah, I didn't stop. Okay, mm-hmm. so Derek Henry led, led, led the Titans in Malik Willis's first start. He started for an injured Ryan Tannehill this week, got the start 117 to 10 over Houston. Bruno, I have quite literally nothing else to say about this game. It was boring, it sucked. No one likes to see him the football handed off 42 times a game, but it did this game. And the Titans came out on top. Now I will say, Brandon Cooks, the receiver for the Texans. That boy wanted out of the trade deadline. He's
0: been liking some tweets, Kurt.
1: <laughs> he been he got Twitter fingers. All right. And then like just to add insult to injury. Yeah. Like this report came out that like five minutes before the, the deadline yesterday, the Cowboys made a late push to try to get Brandon Cooks. And they didn't do it in time. It didn't happen. So that sucks. You're on one of the worst teams in football. And one of the best teams in football wants you. And they couldn't make it work. Brutal. Brutal for Brandon Cooks.
0: Brutal, Kurt. Brutal, brutal, brutal. But, Kurt, it is what it is. And that what it is is what it is. That's what they say. <laughs> That's what they say. Kurt, uh, speaking of what they say. Water country. Water country. Water country. Have some fun. Bum, bum, bum. Do you know that do you know Water country you, you've lost me you don't know water country that might be a massachusetts thing it's like a water amusement oh, yeah. park wait like, before i continue with this recap let me look up uh oh it's new hampshire okay never mind if you don't know that theme song you're not going to get that hopefully there's a non-zero amount of listeners who know that jingle about water country because let me tell you that commercial played non-stop growing up so stuck in my head forever is the water country jingle it's literally just like a six spot, it's like a it's like a water park but anyways kurt uh, I guess the reference is lost on you, but what shouldn't be lost on you is Kurt. When I think of Water Country, I think of fun, and it's the same thing I think of when I think of Taylor Heineke. Because God damn it, Kurt, Taylor Heineke started again for the Washington Commanders, and what did he do, Kurt? One, they won their third straight game, beat the Colts seventeen to sixteen, and Kurt, their three straight wins, as I just mentioned, all came by a combined eight points, which is also hilarious because like the Commanders yeah. winning multiple close games, who would have thought? Uh, Kurt, again, who really cares about the game? I will say the Commanders were down 16 to 7 with 11 minutes left, and Taylor Heineke, Mr. Fun, Mr. Water Country, led not one but two scoring drives in the last five minutes, capped off by a beautiful throw to Scary Terry on the last drive, a game-winning touchdown rush from himself. So again, that you know you have to be feeling good. I will say though, much like you just said about the Titans, uh, we can't fool ourselves here. The Colts started Sam Ellinger. And he certainly looked like a quarterback making his first NFL start, Kurt. I will also say your boy, Jonathan Taylor, continues to look like absolute doggy doo-doo, which is honestly kind of good because we're playing the Colts this week. So, like, I'll take it. But, like, you know, for fantasy purposes, not looking great. Uh, But, Kurt, for the Commanders, a win is a win. Yep. Uh, For the Commanders, Kurt, a win is a win. But I'm not going to lie, Kurt, that win was short-lasted because guess what happened today? Good news. Dan Snyder is selling the team. Bad news. He's selling the team because they're getting investigated for financial fraud. Kurt, can I get a third LaMausers?
1: When the first report came <laughs> that he was selling the team, I was like, wow. Like, yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> and then the more I thought about it, I was like, what did he do? Yep. <laughs> because there's no way he'd be selling the team for any, any like, good reason. Financial fraud, yeah. baby. White college. Great TV show. Fucking Celtics. Ugh. 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 Sorry. Got a little notey on the phone. Didn't didn't like what I saw. Nope. Bruno. You know what you know what Kyle Shanahan likes to see? What does he like to see? Sean McVeigh on the other sideline. Because yep. he knows he's getting a <laughs> dubbed, baby. Kyle Shanahan absolutely owns yep. Sean McVeigh. But we did be knowing that on we the pick did, six. We did. we did be knowing. Yep. Don't check my grammar. We did <laughs> okay. Bruno Christian McCaffrey, fuck them picks. Okay, <laughs> don't need them. don't need them. They're looking pretty smart this week after McCaffrey threw a touchdown, yep. caught a touchdown, and yep. then he yep. ran in a touchdown. Yep. So three touchdowns, all from a different variety. Shout out David Patton, the only other person ever to do that. RIP in peace. Yeah. Uh, so on top of McCaffrey being an absolute stud, Jimmy G, the sexy stallion that he is. Threw for 235 and two touchdowns, and San Francisco scored 24 unanswered points to finish its eighth consecutive regular season victory over its NFC West rival by a final score of 31-14. Bruno, the defending Super Bowl champion currently sitting at four. Now my question to you, Bruno, is this Super Bowl hangover,
0: or are they just not as good as we originally thought? Kurt. I'm just going to come out and say it. They're just not that great of a football team.
1: Which makes no sense. It makes no... Is, the, I'll tell you. The only thing that's left for them to do, just bring back OBJ. Just why not? Just, just why not? Allen Robinson hasn't done shit for you. You stole him away from other teams. Yep. Done nothing. Yep. Cooper Cup still having a good year, but they have really no rushing attack at the moment. Matt Stafford doesn't look great. Their defense, which is supposed to be phenomenal. Aaron Donald, uh, not not really firing on all cylinders. So, Bobby Wagner, where you been, bruh? Where you, where been? you been? So, I don't know. I, I agree. Not
0: Super Bowl hangover. They just kind of dog, 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 dog shit. <laughs> Damn, Kurt, tell him, Kurt, you, speaking of bring back, you know who they really need to bring back? Todd Gurley. I'm bringing sexy back. That's all I know. Damn, fucking... We've just done that like eight times today. We're just so this podcast is just bringing sexy back on a whole. But, Kurt, you know who isn't bringing sexy back? The New York football giants, because guess what, Kurt? I goddamn told you and I'm a goddamn genius. I correctly predicted this all along. I'm the biggest smarty pants on this podcast. I knew the Giants would lose this week to the Seahawks 27 to 13, and they would get exposed for the team they really are. And, Kurt, I knew this prediction would come true because I made it every single week. Don't ask me Shout how the logic works out. out you. Yep. <laughs> um, Kurt, I will say for the Seahawks, again, like, you know, 27-13 to 13 victory for the Seahawks. Let's be clear. What's also clear is that Geno Smith, he com- continues to play pretty clean football. Like, again, he's not, like, you know, the best quarterback in the league. But he, th- he throws for 200-plus. He throws for two touchdowns. He doesn't have any turnovers. So, like, again, if you're the Seahawks, you're thrilled. Like, they're sitting there. I think they're 5-3, and three, and I'm pretty sure they're in first place in the NFC West. Correct. So, right. like again, like not only are you thrilled that Gino is playing well, you're you're you know people would probably have guessed you'd be zero and eight after eight games rather than five and three. So again, they're pumped and they beat a team that was six and one. So again, like you know, great for the Seahawks. If you're the Giants, here's the problem, right? We've talked all year about Brian Dayball, and again, this doesn't you know this game doesn't ruin everything, right? But we've talked about him maximizing talent on the team. This is kind of what happens though when things aren't maximized because Saquon did like literally nothing. Like credit to the Seahawks, but like he did literally nothing. The Giants they had two special teams fumbles, and when they go down and they're trailing, like they went down twenty to thirteen in the fourth quarter, and then eventually twenty seven to thirteen. If they have to throw the ball, Kurt, Kurt, they the Giants literally have negative wide receivers, like literally negative wide receivers. Like they traded Kadarius Tony, who is one of their wide receivers. They don't have how do they have receivers even trade at this point? Like crazy. So I will say, Kurt, um, you know, again, like if you're the Giants, you're still going to absolutely. Like, you know, again, the rest of your season isn't disregarded. But it's like, it, you know, if the Seahawks, which you could kind of say now after half of the season, are looking like a playoff team. If they're doing that to the Giants, you got to expect other playoff teams. The NFC will be able to, too. So, you know, the Giants are going to have to figure it out and figure it out quick. But, Kirk, for now, the Giants, they're going to eat their humble pie. They're going to enjoy their 6-2 tie with the Cowboys and head into their week of bye. Baby, bye, 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 bye. Well done. That was impressive.
1: That was <laughs> Shout God, out to you. We're impressive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Uh You know what else is impressive? Who? The Buffalo Bills. Nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs> Crushed it. Bruno, big, big Sunday night football showdown. Yes, sir. Before the season, you had this baby circled. Yep. Did we know the Packers were going to suck? No. no, we didn't. Did we know the Buffalo Bills were going to be good? Yes, we did. Okay, Bruno. In what was supposed to be the showdown between two of the NFL's top quarterbacks. Rodgers and Josh Allen never materialized. Never happened in this game, Bruno. Uh, 27-17 win for the Bills over the Packers. Jay Allen, not an incredibly impressive stat line. 13-25, 218 yards, two tutties, two INTs. On the flippity flop, Aaron Rodgers, 19 of 30, 203 yards, two TDs and a pick. Mm. So... Just not, not what you would expect when you hear Aaron Rodgers, Josh Allen. So what what's still kind of crazy about all this to me, the Bills kind of played like shit and still smacked the pack. Yeah. So that just goes to show how much room for error they have. They can play poorly and still win by double digits. True. Against Aaron Rodgers. And don't get me wrong, the Packers, they're not as good as they have been, or right. not even close, but still Aaron Rodgers. So uh, Aaron Rodgers in the uh, defending NFC North champions, mm. the Packers, they're now three and five. So the that is a, uh, a thing, a three-game skid, maybe a four-game skid. I, I wrote four, but it doesn't seem right, but maybe it is. Sure. Um, it's the second longest under oh, – no, I was right. It is four. True. It's the second longest under Rodgers and the team's worst since 2016. Ooh. Green. Not been three and five since 2006, which was Brett Favre's second to last season in Green Bay. So right now, the Minnesota Vikings are running, sprinting away with the division. So uh, two teams that we talked about recently, the Rams and the Packers, those are two teams you expect to compete in the NFC. Not doing it this year, Bruno.
0: Not doing that at all, Kurt. Yeah, and it's kind of crazy to be saying that. And again you know we knew the bills would be good but it like you said to play not your best game and still beat the defending nfc champions by double digits kind of crazy uh kurt speaking of a team that played poorly the bengals did not do the bills they did not play poorly and still win the bengals played poorly and lost because on monday night football in our last non patriots game of the week the the cleveland browns the the browns huh kurt the cleveland browns dismantled the bengals 32 to 13 kurt that's not even like that game that score feels misleading cuz the the Browns went up 25 to nothing. They were pulling a Saints on the Bengals before they yep. they really uh, eventually came back and figured it out. But uh Kurt, I will say for the Browns, they had to be happy cuz this would look like a great game overall for them. Um they rushed uh Nick Rub Nick Rub Nick Chubb rushed for 101 and a, two touchdowns amari cooper had 131 receiving yards and a touchdown the browns defense sacked joe burrow five times that's throwing it back to last year when this, the bengals offensive line was just like maybe the worst line in football so uh joe burrow kurt i read this stat he is 0 and four lifetime against the browns uh huh <laughs> sense. um so on halloween uh this was truly a scary sight for the bengals kurt they thought they had uh, told everyone to r-e-l-a-x when in fact they played the Browns and just got shit pumped. So they the Bengals didn't have Jamar Chase. It's worth mentioning that uh that they didn't have him. So, you know, that's like a factor of why they didn't look great offensively. But again, like you gotta be able to look better than this with your with your receiver out. So Kurt, we'll see uh we'll see if the Bengals end up cha cha sliding down the division standings. Wow, that was impressive too. <laughs> what i i guess jamar chase could be out from like four to six weeks i saw that yeah it's like is he just like got a hip injury like he had been playing and falling out and then all of a sudden it's like he has a hip injury and it's like he i saw they were like ir maybe not but he's gonna be out four weeks so it's like i don't know what happened there but not great
1: it would be a goddamn shame if it kept him out till week 16.
0: <laughs> it, would, week 16. <laughs> it would be a shame girl it would just be tragic it would be his, Kurt, I would be very sad.
1: Heart heartbroken. That's us. Oh my god. Bruno, you know what you know what time it is, my friend? Tell me, Kurt. Well, we're gonna shit talk the Jets and we're gonna talk about the Pats.
0: It's time to shit talk those Jets, Kurt. Let's fucking get it. Not jet it. Let's get it. Bruno, I just.
1: <laughs> uh,
0: oh, no. We didn't match the energy there. Kurt.
1: <laughs> no, that was like a me being relaxed. Like, I feel like oh. I'm very at peace. Okay. We'll take because it. I will forever know the New York Jets <laughs> will always be uh, our little brother. It's true. Bruno, the five and two Jets, the Gotham City (laughs) Jets—they're wearing—they're all talking all Uh. this. They come out and they play a bad Patriots team, yeah, and they lose. (laughs) They lose. (laughs) (laughs) Mac Jones, (laughs) Zach Wilson, three picks. (laughs) Oh my
0: god! What a bunch of fucking idiots! What? What an idiot! What a fucking idiot!
1: Like it just it just fills me with so much joy. Like seeing them crack under pressure just makes me so goddamn happy. Like I like watching them lose more than I like watching us win. Oh man. <laughs> that's I that's the fucking hate and I respect it. And you know how much I like to see us win. <laughs> so imagine how I feel after we beat uh. them. It's like Hannah Montana. It's the best of both worlds, baby. That's a fucking reference. That was A-plus right there. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, Bruno, let's get into this talking about the two quarterbacks here to start, okay? Sure. Because, number one, watching this game, we were texting a little bit uh, in our group chat with Jason, Jason. Lublon. Oh, um, Mac Jones, on the surface, never looked comfortable in this game. Um I will. With that being said, no, David Andrews was colossal yeah. in this game because David Andrews is the linchpin that makes the offensive line gel. So not having him, and I'll give credit where credit is due. I make fun of the Jets, but we've talked about it. They're they're a good team this year, and their defensive front seven is very impressive. And their def- and their whole secondary can cover. So their defense is pretty legit. Uh, I think they're ranked like six in the NFL in DVOA. That's impressive. That's a, that's a good defense. And they can get after the quarterback while rushing four guys. If you can get after the quarterback rushing four, you're going to have tremendous success. So not having David Andrews, Mac Jones is sacked six times. Now, some of that is on Mac Jones. I think he held the ball a little too long yeah. for two of them especially. But, I mean, the, he was facing pressure all freaking day. So with that being said – you talk about quarterbacks like Mac Jones and we talked about it when we had Tom Brady here. Mm-hmm. What do you how do you beat a quarter a non-mobile quarterback like that? What do you do? Rush him. You get you rush him. You get after him. Okay. And, th- and then, you know, how many times did we see Tom Brady, the best quarterback of all time, you know, if in a game against Denver or a oh game God. like the Giants. Col- the Giants, where he like is not seeing ghosts, but like seeing ghosts, like if he's been put on the ground a couple of times, like yeah. he might think pressure's there and it's it's not there. And he's ducking in the pocket and like no one's around him. It's like you start to feel pressure that's not there. So phantom pressure. phantom uh, pressure. Don't you hate to see it? Um but with that being said, Mac was still pretty efficient. 24 of 35 for 194 yards and a touchdown. He did have an interception, but it really wasn't his fault at all. Um his his arm just got hit as he was going forward, and the ball literally went 35 miles in the air (laughs) down in the defender uh jet defender um so again on the surface mac wasn't protected very well um something we're seeing from mac jones this year more than way more than we saw last year he can like low-key scramble bro he can i've been noticing that too and like he doesn't look slow I mean, he not, not fast, but, like, not slow either. Bruno, I mean, on the other side, too, Zach Wilson, he's going to have these fudged stat lines, like 20-41 right. for 355, two touchdowns and three interceptions. Okay, one touchdown, garbage time. Right. So about 150 of those yards, garbage time. John. Who Who is the better quarterback? If you're starting a team right now, who is the better quarterback? Who do you want?
0: Uh, well, I'll I, again, they might both have their issues with picks, but – as far as competency wise, it's pretty clear that Mac Jones has a lot more right now than Zach Wilson.
1: Yeah, Bruno, some of the most just bone headed decisions by Zach Wilson in this game. so like, bad. For he like he's the fucking Mormon Patrick Mahomes, he thinks. <laughs> like he rolls out the pocket and he thinks he can just flick the ball and it will go 80 yards. Fine. It's like homeboy, oh you can't even throw it out of bounds. Devin McCormick, <laughs> took you off on the <laughs> sideline That's and a get ahead of during the game i was like how many times are we gonna see him trying to throw a ball to the running back in the flats under pressure and he can't get it to him i'm like where's his arm strength you little mormon fuck like where did it go
0: yeah and kurt i don't know if you saw this too but like after the game he had some sort of quote i forget the exact thing he said but basically he was saying he throws the ball away so much that some of his picks were like him trying to make a play and like force it my guy you're not patrick mahomes you're not even good maybe like Play better before you're out here trying to like be a hero. Like, maybe right now you're a zero. You can't go from zero to hero. You're skipping some steps there, my guy.
1: Yeah, skipping a few. Robert Sala was asked after the game because he heard Zach zach Wilson's comments about his. Zach Wilson was like, you know, I get bored out there. I'm trying to make a play. I'm tired of running the field. Robert Sala was like, no, like, you can be bored more. (laughs) Like, (laughs) that was what he said. He's like, you know, you don't need the razzle dazzle. Like, He's good. Zach Wilson is a, a magician at creating uh, time for himself and evading a rush. And then he just makes these boneheaded mistakes. And it's like the Patriots knew it was coming. Yep. Some of the Patriots after the game were like, "Well, we he, we knew he was going to throw us a couple." <laughs> like, he's good. At, he's good for a while, and then he's like, well, eh, fuck it. Someone's down there." Uh, well, interception, his third interception that he threw. I I retweeted it. There are seven Patriots, <laughs> around one Jets defense, oh one, Jets, one Jets receiver, Um, and then did you? I don't know if you saw this too, but Elijah Moore, the second round pick out of Ole Miss from last year, was asked after the game about his chemistry on the field with Zach Wilson, Yikes. and Elijah Moore just kind of laughed and he goes, "I can't even tell you." He's like, "I I don't know what the chemistry is. I can't tell you that because I don't ever get the ball." Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> Well we (laughs) are awesome city and I love it. Yeah. Um so let's go through the game here a little bit. Um I well actually before we get into that, I just I go to bed every night, and the last thing I do before bed is just thank the Lord that we have Ramondre Stevenson. Hell yeah. Because him and Jacoby Myers are quite literally the only thing keeping this team afloat at the moment. Yeah. Um so Bruno. This game did not start the prettiest. They really have... <laughs> you could say that, Kurt. <laughs> um, what, what's interesting to me here, Bruno, is against a team like the Jets, a team that you know likes to run the ball and play good defense, I was really impressed with how the Patriots... I don't know how they, how to describe it exactly, but I feel like they they were able to You know in basketball how you say you want to play the game at your pace? Yeah. The Patriots played the game at their pace. Like they made it into this bully ball. We're going to run the football at you. Like It felt like the Patriots were just in the whole second half just in cruise control. Mm. Because cruise control is the wrong way to put it. But like playing their style rather. Um, And I think that just put the the Jets into such a a disadvantage. Um, But you know the Patriots start this game – Three and out, because as they normally do. And I was like, oh, my God. I was like, oh, here God. we go again. Jets have a long, long drive following the Patriots three and out. Um, get a field goal. Patriots were pretty good early about the bend, but don't break. Um, so they bent, but didn't completely break down in the yep. red zones. Field goal for the Jets. Patriots do respond with a 15-play, 62-yard drive.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Burnout. Again, we're not a math guy. Guys. 15, 15 plays to go 62 yards. That's like four yards of, like, that is ugly, grinded out, disgusting football. But what was impressive about this field goal drive for the Patriots that kept them in the game is they converted like three third downs that were third and six or more.
0: Yeah.
1: So, what (laughs) like, That's impressive. Um, and Mac Jones was masterful in the first four th- third downs or whatever. He converted all of them or something aside from that first drive. Um, all of them with either he scrambled or he hit like Jacoby Myers on a, on a Um, so I, it just, I will, they need more. Like the Patriots are paying all this money to their two tight ends, and they're paying all this money to. Nelson Aguilar and Kendrick Warren and Devontae Parker who got hurt on the first play but like use them like (laughs) use them Bruno I know I it just sounds so simple but like I would quadruple team Jacoby Myers and just make somebody else beat me because the Patriots just don't seem like they're willing at all to throw the ball to anybody else what are your thoughts
0: Yeah, I mean, it's the old, like, until you prove you can, we're not going to believe that you can. Like, I agree with that. It is crazy. Like, it's like, I I don't know. Again, like, it's kind of similar to, like, the Kendrick Bourne stuff where it's like, well, here's a guy who, you know, has proven in the past he can play well, but let's just not run plays for him or include him. And, yes, that was... Maybe due to some, like, I don't know, internal punishment for being later or stuff like that. But, like, even still, I completely agree. It's like the point of surrounding Mac Jones with talent on offense is that he can utilize the talent. But if we're being one-dimensional and calling shitty play after shitty play and, like, not utilizing everything that's around him, what do we expect is going to happen, Kurt? Multiple drives in the first half that were 13 plays or longer ending with a cumulative three points until the last drive. But three points of those long drives.
1: Well, and it got a little sketchy too, Bruno, because when it was 10 to 3. Yep. Okay, when it was 10 to 3, <laughs> um some weird shit happened because the Patriots ended up um Yeah. yeah. So following an inter uh a Joan Bentley interception of Zach Wilson, just a horrendous throw. The Patriots got the ball at good field position going into score. Your boy, Mac Jones, threw what looked like <laughs> pick six, an 82-yard pick six. Yeah. Now, I truly believe this play we're going to be talking about at the end of the season. Oh. Now, all, like, I tweeted right after, like, that's the worst throw of Mac Jones' career. Like, I, it just looked so goddamn bad. And people have said since the game, and um, like on Twitter and on all the podcasts I listen to, and all that fun stuff, that um, it wasn't Max' fault. And if you look back, if yeah, if you look back, like they're they're right. Um, it basically, without getting too X's and Ozy and boring and being annoying, basically there were two receivers still left for the Patriots, and two, and the Jets were in. What looked like cover two, but was actually cover three. So basically Jacoby Myers is the inside guy and he has an option. So he has an option route, whether he wants to break out or break in. Right. And based on leverage, okay. The cornerback is playing on Jacoby Myers inside shoulder. So that tells Mac Jones, okay, if Jacoby's running an option route and it really is, they ended up shifting to cover three, but even if whatever coverage it is, that's an, that's an out. Yeah. Because of basic where the defenders lined up. Right. Jacoby went up to the defender, shook him, and then went inside. Mac thought he was going outside, and it was no bueno. Okay, because yeah. it looked like Mac threw the ball directly. <laughs> was New it York Mac Jets. or
0: Zach making that throw?
1: It looked like Zach, but it indeed <laughs> was Mac. Yeah. Um, but Bruno gets called back for a roughing the passer yeah. penalty. A, a, a legit one. It wasn't like a bullshit one that he launched. Um it was the correct call. Um, so the pat so the Patriots end up getting a field goal on that drive. So it goes from what looked like it was about to be seventeen to three at the half to ten to six. And then the Patriots come out with one of their best drives of the season and get a touchdown on six plays. So the Pats the Pats all of a sudden are up thirteen to ten. So we went from being down potentially seventeen to three. Yeah, To being up 13 to 10. It yeah. was just a wild, like, 15 minutes of football yeah. there. So, I, Bruno, when was the last time the Patriots scored to end a half and then scored to open a half? It feels like decades ago.
0: Yeah, the Tom Brady years, Kurt. That used to be our special. Like, we were legitimately known for, like, the 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 score sandwich or whatever you want to call it. Like, we'd always defer. So, we'd have the ball last. We'd score and we'd get the ball started. Like, that's what we were known for. It's been so long since we've seen that, Kurt.
1: It's been a minute, dude. It's yeah. been a minute. And the Patriots, it felt like the game was kind of in control after that. The Patriots, you know, a bunch of field goals 16 10, 19 10. Um, and then I think about 22 to 10. And then the Jets, you know, score both yeah, down late. Yeah. But here's my thing. Yep. Okay. This game was great. Uh, the Patriots did a nice job coming back in this one. They gutted it out on the road against a division rival, which is always always a good thing to see if the Patriots do want to compete in any capacity this year and they're four and four right now, right in the thick of it as the eighth seed in the AFC, like they're right there. um, A whole bunch along with a whole bunch of other teams. They need to finish some of these drives. Uh, Since Mac every drive Mac Jones has had uh, this year, the Patriots have only scored touchdowns on seven of them. Like, they're getting into the red zone a lot. <sighs> all of a sudden, they just, they, well, not all of a sudden, they have not been able to score all
0: year when they get down there. They just settle for field goals, and that's yeah, that's absolutely. not going to get you anywhere. No. Yeah, and Kurt, like, this isn't new, what you just went through with the field goal thing. Like, we've been saying this pretty much from the start of the year, so it's rather disheartening to see us just over and over again have this keep happening. I mean, again, like, can we get, a, get away with that against the Jets? I guess we've proven that we can. Again, I'm not sitting here saying we're trying to prove that against playoff teams because it's not even a sure thing we're going to make the playoffs, but, like, Kurt, that's not a sustainable path or future. Sure, like, are we going to hopefully improve as time goes on? Yes, but, like, it doesn't feel good that we're sitting here in our eighth game of the season saying, calling for consistency on drives, saying pretty much the first thing, like, or, sorry, saying things like we said after the first game against the Dolphins.
1: Yeah, no, I couldn't agree with you more. Bruno, um one thing defensively what is speaking
0: to me right now i i i put on i was trying to put on the celtics game because we're down two and ten seconds left oh yeah i got you i was like what is happening <laughs> sorry um, like you're good
1: i was like something on the espn talk <laughs> it oh, was I well, it was espn so
0: you already know. have it on. i i forgot my sound was on um <laughs> i love that we're doing we're the not. same thing by
1: the way <laughs> yes yeah, i'll down two at the moment um the defense what is happening with Matt Judon and Dietrich Wise has been a revelation for this Patriots team. Yeah. They are con- so consistent in every game they've played. And remember, Matt Judon was a beast to start the year last year and really faded at the end. No signs of that so far. Um, he, again, NFL leader in sacks, NFL leader in pressures on the quarterback. He had eight pressures this, this week. Like he just consistently gets in the backfield and wreaks havoc on on whoever they play. I mean, is he is he not one of the most fun players to watch?
0: Yeah, and uh, on not only that, but Kurt didn't correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't we also talk about? Um, oh shit, that's Let's just tied it up. Um, didn't we also talk about how he? Like, didn't he specifically say this past offseason he wanted to focus on cardio or whatever and making it through the season and not fading so kurt it's only eight games i don't remember last year like specifically when it like happened that he started fading but like so far so good we're like about halfway through the season it's weird that we can't say that because there's 17 weeks or 17 games now like i guess it's like you know next week is halfway through but um yeah he's definitely playing he's definitely like playing a lot more consistently and kurt thank god
1: Thank literally thank God. But Bruno, I think, you know, I expected to come in this year and have uh have Matt Judon still be one of the best players on the team. What I did not expect from this defense is how awesome the secondary would be playing. Like from the two rookie corners, Jack Jones, Marcus Jones, to even Miles Bryant here or there, who I don't really like at all. But Adrian Phillips, Kyle Duggar, absolute weapons, even Jabril Peppers, Bruno. He was a beast in this game. Peppers, what, is your, what are your thoughts about the secondary?
0: Yeah, definitely surprising. Kurt, you mentioned this, I think, two or three weeks ago. I forget exactly when, but it's like, you know, Bill Belichick always seems to do this outside of our boy, uh, our former boy, Duke Dawson. seems like all the short (laughs) it seems like all those short cornerbacks and secondary guys that we draft just end up being absolute dogs like you know we've been joking this whole year like who has that dog in him all of our secondary feels like they have those those dogs in them because he they are just getting the most out of those guys and listen kurt i'm glad that we are because you know not only were we talking about jc jackson go leaving and going to the chargers now he's hurt so that sucks for him but like not playing that well kurt if we can have a repeatable Belichick hitting on these corners, that's fucking excellent. We don't have that on receivers. We need to get better at doing that. But Kurt's secondary pieces of Bill Belichick being like, "I'm going to take these guys and I'm going to bring out those dogs." Do you think his question to the guys he drafts are just like, "You got a dog?"
1: Yeah, I mean they <laughs> got Bruno. Their their whole secondary is full of dogs. Okay, um, I still think they could be a little bit better at linebacker. Um, so that kind of is what it is. But I. I'm impressed with this defense. I'm impressed with John Mayo. I'm impressed with Steve Belichick, um, especially if Bill has had his hand more in the offense and he's not really dealing as much with the with the defense. Then uh, that makes it even more impressive. So,
0: you don't else. I think hurt that fucking block. Let's fucking go,
1: dude. Jason Tatum. <laughs> that that for those for those who uh, like the NBA. Jason Tatum's dunk to tie the game with six seconds was a grown man dunk. Okay. And then he has blocked uh, Donovan Mitchell at the end. So we'll take we'll take JT, okay? Okay. Uh, Bruno, I think that about wraps it up. <laughs> really quick, really yep. quickly. Really um, quickly. I think – give me your first thoughts about this week and the Colts.
0: Has to be a win. It's Sam Ellinger starting. It, it'll be his second game – Again, like if this is less of a Sam Ellinger thing and more of like, you know how we always say Belichick, like it's just, you know, unless again, unless it's like the the mobile quarterback, like who can tear us up. Like if you're just a young quarterback, like, you know, Zach Wilson or like some of the AFCs quarterbacks recently, Bill Buck's is going to eat him alive. We just talked about it. Our secondary has been playing really well there. I just don't see any chance, any chance. I'm not going with right now any chance that the Colts offense comes in and lights it up because again, Sam Ellinger, second start, Jonathan Taylor looking so bad. They literally traded Naheem Hines. So like they got rid of their other running back to the Bills. So thanks yeah. Colts. That Thank helps you. us a lot. Um, like they have pieces on offense, but they have just not put it together whatsoever. Again, who knows what the Patriots offense is going to be. I would prefer four touchdowns instead of four field goals like we did last game, but you know, who knows what that's going to be. But like, we're, I would have to say, Kurt, again, we're adjusting our expectations you know, obviously, I'm not calling for us to win the Super Bowl. But at this point, I'm still, you know, I'm still proud, confident, man enough to say the Patriots should smack the Colts. I'm I'm way too early score prediction. I know we usually do this on pick six. We'll see if this changes, Kurt. Patriots 29, Colts 11. That's my score prediction.
1: Oh, I would love that. I Here's my one thing. Similarly to the Jets, the Colts front seven is pretty impressive DeForest Buckner really fucking good uh um, DeForest <laughs> also like go <dope>. yeah <laughs> and um uh, Grover something in the middle one of the best nose tackles in the league also with, yeah Grover Cleveland with the name Gro- shut up with the name Grover <laughs> you can't be bad like if you, from birth you're automatically a weapon um so I, I, it does scare me a little bit because the Patriots just refuse to protect the quarterback. So I'd like them to a little bit more. Um, but I, again, this does have to be a win. You have not played well at home, okay, despite the Detroit game. Go out there, handle your business. I want Stephon Gilmore crying at the end of this game. Um, and, and beat the Colts. Go into your bye week, five and four, and just let's – Let's ride. Let's
0: ride. I <laughs> knew that was coming, Kurt. Kurt, my last note. I will have to add to your point while you were talking. I googled, literally googled, famous people named Grover. uh born in 1885, living until 1968. American baseball pitcher Grover Loudermilk. What a legend! My boy Loudermilk. Bruno. One... This, Kurt, this one's for Grover.
1: Do it for Grover.
0: <laughs> Do it
1: for Grover. You know, we haven't had sex guy on the on the show yet this year but i'm going to give you a stat to close this out okay oh okay i'm ready there are two players in the nfl with over 500 rushing yards and over 200 receiving yards who are they
0: tony pollard was that right or were we, am i guessing give two me Both. give me both okay tony pollard 500 rushing 200 receiving Tony Pollard, and I mean normally I'd say Christian McCaffrey. Normally I'd say Austin Eckler. Both of them is time with injury. I'm gonna go Kevin Falk.
1: Kevin,
0: Kevin <laughs> what
1: Dion Lewis?
0: Um, <laughs> Dion, Dion. Bruno, it is Christian McCaffrey. Oh fuck! So I I kind of got that right.
1: Andromandre Stevenson. He
0: has over 200 receiving yards. Yes. I didn't even know that. Holy shit. He's the boy. Yeah, I mean, he is the boy. Oh my God. We just oh my god, we need Romanre to throw a touchdown next game. I'll get Bill on the phone right now. <laughs> put it in the Tom Curran, put it in the playbook. Bruno, let's
1: get out of here so I can go call
0: Bill. Let's do it. All right, Kurt's gonna go call Bill while Kurt gets that phone call ready and also his uh pant, change of pants and underwear ready. Uh we're gonna wrap up the show. We'll see you this weekend at some time for usual for our pick six. Uh unlike Mac Jones, we will actually be doing a pick six this weekend. Um, so that's going to be great. Stand and look out for our picks. Uh, shout out to all the Grovers out there. You're a real run. If your name is Grover, um, please hit us up and let us know that you're a listener. And we'll give you some sort of fundraising care package donated from nope. the nope. Granby Bears fun- Memorial Fund.
1: Well, sure. You can have whatever you want from home, But, like, you're also coming on the show. So.
0: <laughs> oh, true. Oh, my God. Guest pick. Guest. Guest. Uh, special guest on Pick 6.
1: Grovers
0: Gropes. Nope. Grovers... <laughs> Uh, we'll think about it. All right. Goodbye. Red Grover, Red Grover, come on over. Great. Send yes, Grover. It. Okay, well, <laughs> Kurt, I think that uh when we're saying shit like that, it's time to wrap it up. So we're gonna wrap it up. Uh we'll see you this weekend on the pick six, and we will see you next time on playing the field. Bye guys.